Is there music? Bree, what is happening? Oh my god, he can stop! The bros that were my oh my god, are we live? Awesome. And I certainly didn't remind you of the thing I had to remind you of, and that's my bad. But welcome to the show, everybody. It's part of the scripted corner. It's absolute chaos around here today. So no, you know what? Replay the video, and then we will sing in the background. Oh, so okay. we live. I do not waste hours we are, yeah. nothing, at least. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> music is happening. This is Oh my gosh. No wonder. And we I'm lost a... Enzo. And we lost Wally's world. <laughs> no wonder. Enzo again somehow. I was like, That's people come here for the, the intro. I was in the other room thinking that you guys didn't start the episode. So I was like, go ahead and start. Go ahead and start. Because I was waiting for the music to come through my <laughs> Yeah. And then I clicked it. And I was like, okay, it's only 20 seconds long, Bree. Listen, you guys. This is We're all car fault. <laughs> Not really. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We're so excited and happy to have you all here. This is Bobby's Cryptid Corner, where we talk about all things creepy, cryptid, paranormal, weird, folklore, mythological, all of it we cover here. And today we are we have the whole gang, which I it's my favorite kind of episode because all five of us hail, are hail. here. Uh, all as Kari said earlier, all five points of the pentagram. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do some shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. Who's here, uh, Bibby? Hides in long grass has just showed up. It's about it's about fucking time. That guy. Well, he's not hiding very well. Me. No. Uh Nightmare is here. Loyal nightmare. Just like my real nightmares. So loyal and reoccurring. Man, I can't believe that. Wally's World 420, he's sparking one up. Ready to spark up Bobby's cryptid corner. Uh, and I think honestly, Enzo's here, which is a great sign. But those are really the only early arrivers. We're uh, we're a little short this week, guys. I, I was like, they're cryptid in your corner, Bobby. That's, that's... They're confused there's no intro. because there's no intro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the intro Listen, is guys. like the bat signal. It was yeah. the intro, it's just a quiet one. <laughs> oh my god what a, a quiet and short one <laughs> quiet and short let's yeah, just get me through a loop let's get straight into it guys let's straight get into baba yaga aka grandmother witch aka the slavic witch of your nightmares who is supernatural uh she is a witch from slavic folklore who lives in a magical hut in a forest neither helps imprisons or eats those she encounters her favorite being small children though who doesn't like to eat small children? I agree. Tender so meat. Tender. Yeah. Uh, we have the threat level here. This is the cryptid hazard meter, and this is a high risk. Do not engage. Violet and provoked. And mostly, you don't want to engage with her because you don't know whether or not she's going to help you. You know, make her your slave in her weird house, or like just let you go. So it's just better to not engage at all. Just ignore said witch in forest. I just want to just point something out about the cryptid hazard, the cryptid hazard meter. Um, this is all under the assumption, uh, pre-factor sci-fi. This is all under the assumption that these are real, uh, yes. dangerous creatures in the world. And in Absolutely. this case, I keep wanting to say the baby Yaga. It's a Baba Yaga. Mm. 
I did put babe in a couple of my texts on accident. Yeah, and maybe that's why I was like, was babe, like, Yaga. And I'm like, what no, is babe, this scripted no, you guys chose? You guys. Uh, but this is actually a very um, uh, pretty uh, common uh, archetype of Slavic and Russian Eastern European folklore. And you will find a lot of overlap in fairy tale and story motifs um, that can be found in more traditional folklore that maybe people of Western Europe are more familiar with. So be on the lookout for that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> So we got another witch this week, I guess, is what we're going with. Another one. Uh, another so one. Baba Yaga is a supernatural being and or witch who appears as a deformed and or ferocious looking woman, often described as having red glowing eyes, teeth that are made of either sharpened stone or metal, always dressed in a cloak or dress. And she, and she rides in her choice of mortar and pestle and flies around on it, although very low to the ground, not super high. And she lives in a magical hut on chicken legs. And for those who don't know what a mortal and pestle are, it's the thing that you like grind spices and it's, stuff in. It's pestle, not pestle. Whatever. I'm she trying to find Hides in Long Grass's Discord thing right now. I don't know how to use Discord because I'm a boomer. Just check your DMs. Do you have any notifications? Oh, I found it. Oh, oh yeah. All right. We're good. We're good. All so right. she's Sorry a low rider. The more you know. <laughs> no rider. All right. All right. All right. She lives in this magical hut, baby. Sorry, what? That's what I refer to Pizza Hut as the hut, but this is not. Um, this is not a hut of pizza. It's, it's not. a hut of human bones. Exactly. We listen. I don't like Pizza Hut pizza, so it's not going to be a problem. For I me. agree. That's a weird. Uh, PepsiCo is my poison of choice. PepsiCo products, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Uh, oh my god. Oh, well, did you know that PepsiCo owns AMC? Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC, yeah. and they specifically and they specifically own them because it was easier for them <laughs> to buy yeah. those franchises <laughs> than to compete with Coke and let Coke take over those businesses. There's like a deep hey, lore. Baby. I'm super into it. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know if you saw lore, the viral video. Right? Point of privilege. It because he got really pissed off because he couldn't buy something at the store. We have a point of privilege. Yes, Brian. I do. Point of privilege. If Pepsi owns Taco Bell and KFC. Then why doesn't Taco Bell have any type of like chicken taco that's like fried chicken, like a fried, like little fried chicken? I feel like chunks. they did try to do some. They try uh, sometimes, some, yeah. Some super group fusion from. They time do be to time. trying it all, and you know, since Kari will be coming to the U.S., I'm gonna get Kari. Ooh, a Kari gift tries card Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. So, yes, and it should be like an entire vlog. Just call yeah, it tries Taco Bell. Kari, real Mexican food. No, for no. sure. But, I, but think about one person that's never had Taco Bell. Like to me, that's wild. That's wild. I haven't had Taco Bell. I mean, and it's not the worst bail. thing to be depraved of. <laughs> so I know people who um, have lived overseas and then have tried Taco Bell and then become addicted to it because they think it's so delicious. I'm just saying maybe we could get a sponsorship going. That's all. I agree. Right. I agree. So we should. I'm we saying... should definitely do a Jack in the Box taco and then Taco Bell. Tacos. I have a friend in the UK that uh, drives an hour and a half to eat at Taco Bell, which is the one of the most objectively insane things I've ever heard. That is, oh, hold, hold up. There's yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like one Taco Bell there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to literally find only this. one. I need yeah. to like go outside more. You really do. Yeah. Even we know that you have a Taco Bell. 
That's right, crazy. Brandy. I didn't know. Bring it back. Okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Going back to the hut. So Baba Yaga lives deep in the woods, but on the edge of the meadow. And the purpose is to guard from the other dimension, which is the forest, um, away from the living. So the home is this hut, and it is surrounded by a fence of bones from our victims. And sometimes the top of the roof does have a rooster head, kind of giving the appearance, I would say, probably the symbolism, since it's chicken feet and a rooster's head that it just, like, can get up and run around and do where it wants. Um, so the foundation is the magical chicken feet that just relocate anywhere in the forest, if need be great way to hide um so the lore goes that baba yaga's victims tend to find this hut usually while lost in the woods however um you are supposed to chant the words dear hut please turn your back to the forest and your front to me they then can enter and when they go inside they see the nasty old lady with her bone leg and her nose that has grown through the roof. And she's usually draped over her stove, which reaches end to end into the hut. This is the stove or symbolism for all of the victims. Children are people that have wandered being lost in the forest into her home. And she cooks them up. She slices them. She dices them and she eats them. Pretty good stuff right there. I mean, it's not a bad job. Is, is child murder and uh, uh, eat, cooking and eating of children, is that like a preferred uh, brand of, of Hell yeah. Meat? <laughs> Seems like it is. Mm, mm. I mean, I, I feel like it would yeah. be really tender. People like to eat veal. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. feel like it could be similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. All that extra innocence makes it taste better. Mm, well, I think that's like, the, the that's train the of drama. Yeah. And okay. get them all scared yeah. first and it releases. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, no spoilers, but uh, you should watch the new episode of Last of Us that came out on Sunday. Okay. I'm I not. did. I can't watch it till Corey gets I here. did. Oh, I haven't I was, seen it. What's the like, last oh, one? It's an intense Oops. one. It, that uh, ending, bro. All right, back to back to okay. Baba Yaga. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay, back to the witch in the hut. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, okay. So I am just adding a little bit of where could this possibly come from? Because I think when we look at this entire story, a lot of it has realistic roots, but then is also just symbolism and overall archetype of a figure and all of these things can you can dive deep into but of course it has some type of meaning to each of them so this is kind of the possible reasoning for how the lore started off with this little um hut house that she has and alexandra barkova who is a historian you think i said that wrong it's not in russian no. to me i think we're just thirsty I, I, I haven't had one yet so I figure why not <laughs> argues that the chicken feet reference comes from an ancient custom of burying someone of importance usually a shaman above ground and this was common to the Makshas who was a there more deviant 
ethnic group in central Russia. And this was indeed how they buried their shamans. And usually if you were buried above ground this way, it meant that you were someone of importance, like if you were a medicine man or and or witch, you would be someone that they could then go and visit, give like offerings, praises to more more so than someone that you would put in the ground to bury. So it's almost like a your higher class kind of thing. Um, and in this case, if she's a witch, obviously more magical, that could, you know, there could be some connection. Um, mm. And so Alexandra says, an above the ground burial doesn't allow the spirit to depart from the land of the dead. So therefore, the spirit is still there protecting the forest, still a mm. part of the forest. Huh. And, then, and you can look at it and you see it. You're like, OK, yeah, for sure. Chicken feet. Yeah. Chicken feet. Yeah, everything you just said makes perfect sense. Moksha is the term for release from samsara in Buddhism. Really? Yeah. The return from samsara? The, the release from samsara, which is the cyclical prison. Well, then that... Okay, but that also makes sense because I think... I want to say that it also connects i want to say baba i can't i'm sorry i can't remember if it's baba, baba or yaga but one of those is a sanskrit word that is basically connecting the same thing mm -hmm. so it could be the overall returning death life but then in this case hmm. staying i don't know that's interesting i, I think you're gonna start to see themes overall of baba <clears throat> yaga the more we dig into it and it'll all start to mm -hmm. fall into place kind of hells yeah, yeah. All right, Brie, next one. Ooh, it's me. We have Russian grammar. Baba Yaga is first mentioned in a book on Russian grammar. This is, we've talked about this before in um, previous, not this particular Russian grammar book, but like grammar books were a big thing written back then. And this is in 1755, um, but it's thought to have, thought to have existed in oral tradition of Slavic folktales much earlier. Russian grammar was written by Maklavel, Mak Maklavel, V. Lamasavon, who was a Russian polymath, scientist, writer, and also a poet who influenced, influenced the formation of modern Russian literary language. Among his many discoveries, he discovered the atmosphere of Venus and the law of conversation of mass and chemical reactions. Baba Yaga is mentioned twice in his book. The second of the two mentions occurs within a list of Slavic gods being next to their presumed equivalents in Roman mythology. Baba Yaga, however, appears in a third section without an equivalence, highlighting her perceived uniqueness even in this first known version of it. So it's kind of showing that she's not a, a god or good or bad, but she is in her own category that's not even comparable to any of the other stuff that's out there. Hmm. Transcending and good and bad. I just got to point it out now. I'm a big fan of whoever chose to do the Star Trek, the motion picture font. through. I did. Right. Show. I did. I was trying I like to bring that. a little pizzazz. I, I, caught, I caught that too. It's nice. I liked it because it looked vaguely Russian. <laughs> Check off. Put this together. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's called like Star Cruiser. Citrine. No, it's called Star, yeah. Star Citrine is what it's called. So unfortunately, he got ran over by his own Jeep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That, that, right, like, oh, yeah. that was yeah. such a sad story and I loved him. Yeah. He was Charlie Bartlett. Mm -hmm. He's a good actor. He was. He was. 
<clears throat> All right, so this is where we really get the backstory of Baba Yaga, and this is Levshin Vasily published a collection of fairy tales in 1780 called Russian Fairy Tales, and one of the tales in his book was called The Tale of Noble Zolzelheisen, A Knight in the Service of Prince Vladimir, which has Baba Yaga as the villain of the story where she kidnaps a young maiden and the hero has to fight to kill her. But what's important about this story is that it tells where Baba Yaga came from. And it says that the first time we hear our, what happened was, is that the devil was trying to concoct, concoct the most pure essence of evil. So he cooked Ooh. 12 of the most nasty women together in a cauldron and to, and was trying to gather the essence. And he was like taking the steam off of the cauldron, kind of like in that one movie, um, what am I talking about, Bree? The one we like. Like Hocus Pocus? Hocus or? Pocus, yes. Like Hocus Pocus. Like trying to like take in the, the fumes of it. And then once okay. he got it all into his mouth, the mixture ended up being like too hot for him. So he spit it on the ground. And that is how Baba Yaga was born from the devil's spit of the souls of evil women. Can okay, you that's imagine that's trying to that's do that's that about right. today? Gang, gang, right TikTok. there. Exactly. What? What? What the hell is trying to what? recreate that? Is that what you said? Yeah, can you imagine trying to do that today with TikTok and social media? Like, I mean, there would be so many people who would qualify. Yes, but it but is man. strange to me that the devil would need something more evil. Like, so strange. Well, I mean, and apparently, it's twelve. Apparently, twelve women are more evil than the devil. Well, that number 12 is always I mean, coming again. I mean, there's 12 disciples. So, like, the number 12, yeah, I, I can understand that. Very interesting. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Gonna bring it back? I don't see it up. There you do. Ooh, there we go. Now it is. Okay. So, uh, in 1788, Dmitry Petlock Gravashkov wrote a comic <laughs> opera titled Baba Yaga yeah. in which the villains... <laughs> there you go, Gorshakov. That's why Kari's here to help us. And also, I just want people to drink. <clears throat> uh, wrote a comic opera titled Baba Yaga, which the villains of the story attempt to stop the star of the show from getting his inheritance. He seeks out to help he seeks out the help of the love of his life and her grandma, who happens to be Baba Yaga. She has all the traditional quirks in the story, the hut with the chicken uh, legs, the mortal and pestle, the initial threat to the star of the show, but ends up being a non-traditional dispenser of justice and punisher of vices. And the opera closes with Baba Yaga singing about a more peaceful filled future where people don't succumb to their vices and the reason to triumph with everything over passion. Interesting. What do you? What is? Okay. okay. I think what it's just showing is like that Baba Yaga can be not just a bad character, but like the flip side of it that she can be someone who is trying to stop humanity from doing bad things instead of like. Yeah, just we're not. We're not. People. We're not trying to humanize ba Baba Yaga here, but this just seems because uh, there's a story here as well where you see like it's just not pure uh, evil. You know, it's she's a very complex woman, as mm -hmm. are most women. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> that in mind. Well, it could even be like the devil in general. You know, their or stories women. really bad. Women, women in general. <laughs> or women. <laughs> and then there's also They're stories like 80 of like percent evil, like twenty percent not as evil. Right. <laughs> I mean, I yeah yeah yeah. I don't know about that. I I I, I mean, can understand it being both. 
Plus, people yeah, I mean, are often misunderstood. Y'all are easy to live with until you're not. No. Yeah, she's kind of low-key a social justice warrior. Kind of. She's very much like embasking like feminism. That's something that's kind of a theme throughout. <laughs> the, the evil First witch in the or wood. second wave. Feminism. Why, why do we always have to hate on mm, women? Hey, let's uh, let's talk about some artistic representations of the old yep. Baba Yaga. Uh, these are found on old, like, wooden... How did we describe it? Wooden uh, uh, chunks of wood, wooden plates. Wooden uh, chunks of wood. <laughs> wooden chunks of wood. They're like People the Ten who... Commandments, but in wood form. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Some type of uh, tablet. There's all kinds of different scenarios in which they portray the Baba Yaga. This one I like to call Croc Battle. And uh, yeah. it really is, in researching this particular one, it really is a Baba Yaga battling a crocodile. I guess there's a... Or, that a, looks like a, a fucking boar. Crocodile man. Uh, there's that's a whole a story behind that. We don't need to get into that. But, uh, you know, she battles some, some crocodiles. And then next we have uh, Baba Yaga in the... Oh. We're doing wizard Ooh. battle. This this gives me um, this gives me like um, what's that woman's name? Madame Mim from the Arthurian legend vibes. Mm. That that battles uh, uh, what's his name? Merlin. Merlin. There's some. Shit, I don't know the story. Ask to be with you guys. I was like, it looks very similar to the last one. I was just going yeah. to say it looks literally just reverted and and with more color. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. And when I was uploading these images to Higher the slide, though, I did like have to do a double take and be like, "Is this the same picture?" But it's not. But wait till you see the next one. The next one looks even more like this one. But this is a wizard. This is the Baba Yaga battling an old foe in some wizard with a beard. I love it. Pretty awesome, man. Love it. Love it. That, it it seems like an unfair fight back. to me. And then lastly, we have oh. Old Man Dance. And this is the Baba Yaga supposedly dancing with an old man for some reason. So Baba Yaga will batter crocodiles and battle wizards, but also take the time for some recreational uh, dancing with old old gentlemen of the uh, of the village there. I guess so interesting. This red and green um, kind of theme that you're seeing in the, the the thing that Baba Yaga Baba Yaga is battling is always green and red through all three of these pictures. Yeah, very a, interesting, huh? Um, almost like earthly but magical, or bloody but also earthy. It can be mm, so many yes. things. It's very so, of this realm. Oh, the realm. Real <laughs> yes, but yeah, those okay. are some uh, pretty classic, uh, greatest hits of the Baba Yaga on Lubki or Lubuk is another word I found for it. There's Lubki, Lubkai. Lubkai. Uh, I don't know. So I don't speak he... Russian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but one of the more popular fairy tales that uh, involves the Baba Yaga is another one called Vasilisa the Beautiful, right? When did you just Am say Vas Vasilia? Vasilia. Vas oh, Vasilisa. No, that's Vasilisa. Vasilisa. Yeah. That's not Vasilia. Oh, y'all drink five times. Yeah, drink five times, guys. I don't have a beverage. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the rundown of this story, and you guys tell me 
Tell me what it reminds you of in more conventional, traditional fairy tales, okay? I like this idea. You like this idea, Bree? I, I think do. it's going to be pretty obvious as soon as I mention a few key words here. So the story of uh, Vasilisa the Beautiful. <laughs> now, this was the single daughter. This was the single daughter of a merchant and his wife. And when the little girl was only at the age of eight years old, her mother tragically died. Okay. Are we getting warmer as to what this ties yes. into, in my opinion? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't say it yet. Because there's a lot of dead mothers in fairy tales. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, there is. <laughs> so when she was dying, she called Vasilisa to her bedside and gave her a tiny doll, a tiny talisman, if you will, a wooden doll that was one of a kind with these explicit instructions of you've got to keep this thing secret you got to keep it on you at all time you can't let anyone see it not even dad is allowed to see your special wooden doll that me your dead mother is giving you okay um, it's a gun okay and what it was meant to do I, I interpret this as like this is like kind of your your dying parent saying I'm going to live in your heart forever. Well, this woman's mm. saying I'm going to live in this doll forever. And, oh, creepy! Dad, find out about me possessing. I'm going to do that to breathe. <laughs> this doll, I guess. I don't know. Um, but but the point is, whenever she needed help or needed to overcome evil or obstacles or needed advice or comfort, all she needed to do was offer her doll mom a little a little food and drink. And uh, then uh, she would respond in some helpful way, right? So mom died, but you got you got uh, the little wooden doll that apparently the essence of the mother has um, has inhabited is the way that I that I interpret that. But you got to feed the doll. It's like a gremlin, only a reverse gremlin. Don't feed it. You got to feed it to make shit happen, you know. So um, eventually, the morning period. Comes to a close, and Vasilisa, Vasilis, uh, the beautiful's father, decides to remarry. Now, three, I'm going to give you one guess. He chooses to uh, marry a woman with two daughters from a previous marriage. And do you oh, think that no. this this woman, this stepmother, if you will, is any kind of great new um, maternal figure for poor Vasilisa? Absolutely not. She's an abusive whore. Yeah. Okay. What do abusive whores make their stepdaughters do? Clean. Yes. They Cook. put her to work. They made her do all kinds of. It's they made her do all kinds of tasks, but yeah. with the help of her special doll. Okay. Can we even say the doll? Maybe it's a stretch, but could we see even see the doll overlapping with maybe a fairy godmother thing? It's that maternal figure, right? Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or, you know, a grandmother witch, if you will. The same archetype, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, these bitches would put Vasilis uh, to work all the time. But uh, she luckily she had the doll to help her do the tasks, right? The doll helped out with you know sweeping with one of those brooms made of straw tied with a piece of rope on a stick, that kind of thing. <laughs> Weird. Um, mm -hmm. So eventually, Vasilisa gets a little older, a little more uh, catching the eye of the young men in the in the surrounding villages, and uh, they start okay. giving the eye. But this doesn't. This rubs the stepmother. 
the wrong way because in the stepmother's mind she believes that the older stepsisters should first be courted by men before they go after someone of Vasilisa's age right and, and there's oh, a little man. jealousy there but the problem is the stepdaughters the i mean the uh the daughters of the stepmother the stepsisters i guess is what you would call them uh they're not uh they're kind of beat they're not like they're not on high demand <laughs> Oh. Uh, which is sad and i think that that's where they harness all their bitterness uh, it doesn't help if you're like unattractive and you're like not pleasant to be around like you gotta you gotta hedge your bets you gotta like you know at least have a personality right but no not these broads some They're jokes not... or something god damn yeah get a sense of humor um <laughs> get good at certain things in the bedroom you know what i mean all get right good. Juggling. lots of juggling you know like juggling. So one time, so the dad's still around this Walls. whole time, right? The dad's mm -hmm. still around. Uh, he had he he decides to go out in the town for some business as dads will do. Um, <laughs> just dadding around, just, just dadding doing around. dad shit. He's going to the fucking <laughs> little league practice, coaching little league games. I gotta and, go yeah. get some more screws from Target. Yeah, yeah. Target. She's going to the Home Depot. Exactly. You know, that kind of hardware. Shit. He's doing dad errands. You know, gotta get a place. <laughs> Quick aside, um, if your dad goes on errands for an undisclosed period of time, he's doing those errands for maybe 20% of the time he's gone. If you guys yeah, for sure. Yeah. I oh, yeah, definitely wants to be away errands. from you. Yeah. I go to a um I go to like a local like Longhorn chain steakhouse and just drink beer for hours sometimes at like two mm -hmm. o'clock in the afternoon. Be like, I'm going to Home Depot and just sit and yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, and my, dad, okay. my dad taught me this one. My dad said he he taught me this. He's like, whenever I wanted to get away from you and the you and you and your mother, I would go to a car wash and get a tall two tall boys and just sit in a car wash. <laughs> and slam two tall tall That's boys. And I'm not gonna say Wait. I've never done that since he told hold me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that through <laughs> one run? You go through the car wash one time and slam two tall boys? Or you're just going around to finish the two. I'm sure he's gone through twice before, to be perfectly you know, honest. Shotgun that shit in the car. It's like it had to be a yeah. real long car wash. <laughs> you know, people of our stature, <laughs> you gotta slam beers to catch a buzz. So that's a little I aside. Really uh, the again, when folk, dads yeah. go on errands, they're they're trying to get away from the fam for a little while. Not because they don't love you, just because it's like dude, sometimes you people just need a mental break. Yeah. Sometimes it's you like, gotta sit uh, in the car wash and drink beer. It sounds so okay. fucking depressing. I do that yeah, when I go rock show by myself. How does that sound depressing? It, it, it's that sounds great. Depressing. It's literally I life. think it, it is liberating and beautifully honest. Like I promise like, you, there were moments where like your dad went out to his shed and smoked some weed, like in the middle of something, to not deal with any of us. Hundred percent, that happened. I I took up carpet. Jk, our dads weren't around. Um, <laughs> do do, do you understand why men take up the? God damn like, it, Jamie! You really just kidding. Like men suddenly become like uh, interested in woodworking out of nowhere. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's exactly my example. It's not because I don't love my wife. It's just like sometimes you need to be in the garage for like six to twelve hours. Wait, Uncle Joe, <laughs> that's why guns. there's so many like older middle-aged men in ufology. Yes, 
Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah, 100%. All of a sudden, like, honey, I'm going to look up some UFOs. I got a convention to go to. <laughs> I got a, here's my advice. I'm going to go hang out with here's my UFO my friends. <laughs> if you want to get away with this for, for inevitably, like, forever and indefinitely, you have to be doing something that's productive that's in some way contributes to the household even if it is cooking a brisket smoking a brisket or like making a stew or mm. woodworking building some planters for the backyard yeah, you, have whatever. To look, you, can't, you have to look you can't just, you, you can't just like lock yourself in a room and yeah. play video games for eight hours yeah. that's not gonna fly okay right no, no, Okay, so let's get right. back. Let's, that was a fun Show adventure that. we just went on there. Life in basketball, yes. Bobby. It, it, it's yeah. much more uh, advantageous if you spend 16 hours smoking a brisket and nobody likes it. And then you can just, you know, want to drive off a cliff. Yeah. One time on St. <laughs> Patrick's yeah, Day, I smoked <laughs> a corned beef. I smoked Ooh, a corned beef not. on St. Patrick's Day, and what I realized after I did that is that I had just made pastrami. Okay, Ooh. let's get back. Let's get back to the story here. the The stunning second act, I guess. Double the, so, double homeboy the dad goes on some errands to to build a fence or something, um, and 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 the stepmother saw this as an opportunity to get rid of the Vasilisa. Okay. So for whatever reason, while dad was at home Depot, stepmom sold the house and moved everyone to a gloomy hut in the forest. Okay. Oh, How long was he at home Depot? I don't know. <laughs> long enough. Yeah, that that was, like, that's going out for a pack it was like, moved by horse. Yeah. Yeah. Long oh, enough okay. for that hut like, to grow chicken legs and walk around. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that objectively the lore now is that the dad went to Home Depot. Yeah, for um, sure. That's just part of the story now. Yes, it's part okay. of it now. So apparently a Baba Yaga lived in this area of this hut, whether it be mm -hmm. in the hut or around the hut, in the forest, in the hut. Okay. So not only would they try to overwork this young lady, they would actually send her out into the woods for various other errands. I'm assuming not Home Depot because you might run into dad there and he's like, yeah, what the fuck, sure. where did everyone go? Gathering um, berries, killing foxes. Yeah, doing all kinds of shit. It, but the, the intent here was the stepmother was hoping that the Baba Yaga would discover her and eat eat the uh, eat the poor little uh, Vasilisa, right? And this keeps the stepmother's hands clean and um, ultimately allows for men to maybe prefer her daughters. I don't know. It's all very mm -hmm. weird old world thought process here. Okay, yeah. So we're sending my stepdaughter out to the woods to get eaten by a witch. All right. Um, so aside from all that, you know, she kept going out there. She kept doing the work all with the help of the little, uh, the little wooden doll, all that stuff remained alive, never got caught by the old Baba Yaga. Uh, but one night before bed, they, they told her to go out and, and put out all the fires except for a single candle. And then her older daughter put out the candle as instructed by her mother, whereupon the stepmother's bodily bodily forced. This is from Wikipedia, by the way, Basilisa uh, out of the house and demanded that she go fetch light from the Baba Yaga's hut. So the Baba Yaga has a hut. It's like the neighbor, right? It's like mm -hmm. the evil witch. Okay, so the doll, the doll is a lot of times represents her intuition. The doll said, "Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do it. it. You know, I'll protect you. I'm a wooden doll, whatever." So she's walking <laughs> away. She sees a mysterious man ride by. Before the dawn, he's dressed in white, riding a white horse. 
equipment oh, on white. Shit. Then a few few hours later, she sees another writer, and that writer's in red. And after she saw the writers, she stood at a house on chicken legs. She found a house that was on chicken legs and walled by a fence of human bones, okay? Mm. And then she sees a black a black rider, like the white and red rider that had rode past her, and, and the night fell. So the riders apparently represent the the part the the uh the passing of time i guess like the the day like you know in film editing you'll do like a uh, a dissolve to like to like uh represent mm -hmm. the passage of time and this is basically the the, the dissolve riders of russia or whatever mm. um <laughs> for the black the black rider represents night in this case okay so night falls um, whereupon the eye sockets of the skulls began to glow like lanterns. Um, she was too frightened to run away, and so the Baba Yaga found her, and she arrived uh, in her giant flying mortar, which is one of those things you make uh, guacamole out of, I guess. Right? Are we, are yes. we all, everyone else yeah. paying attention here of this fucking yeah. lunacy? Okay. Okay. So the Baba Yaga captures the girl and says you got to perform these tasks to earn the fire or you're going to be killed uh, she was to clean the house she knows how to do that we know that she was to wash the baba yaga's laundry so every like every female figure in this girl's life aside from her dead mother is just putting this poor girl to work like everyone mm, it's women. Um, she has to cook a meal for her enough for a dozen because baba yaga is a bigger woman and she likes to party mouth mm. party She's she doesn't again. Required. There you go, number twelve. Sorry. She's she was also. <laughs> what did you just say? I said there you go, and another number twelve. Yeah, there you go. Okay, totally. Um, she's also re required to separate grains of rotten corn. It's like uh, it's like when Van Halen had their like, we only want brown M Ms in the in the chalice backstage or whatever. Separating poppy seeds, grains of soil. Uh, so the Baba Yaga left the hut for the day and left her there to do all this long laundry list of work. Um, literally and figuratively, a laundry list. Um, <laughs> when all hope of completing the tasks seemed lost, because there was a daunting laundry list of tasks, the doll whispered, hey, you know, I'll help you complete the tasks um and and you go to sleep so the doll apparently the magic doll completed all the tasks right are we still here okay mm -hmm. might as well do something like what else are you doing bitch yeah for sure at dawn we see a white writer pass again the writers seem to just represent the passage of time dawn white okay black writer rode past bobby yaga returned and could complain of nothing she had she fucking hit it out of the park with her with her list of to-dos um Snaps for Vicisalia. What's that? I said snaps for Vicisalia. Whatever her name is. A yes. So then the Baba Yaga asked her if she had any questions. I don't know how we segue to that, but that's the story. All right. She was like, all right, you did all the work. You got any questions for me? And they asked about the writer's identity. The white one was day, the red one was sun, the black one was night. So you got like morning, noon, and night, basically. Gotcha. Um, and then when asked about the dis, did I talk about the disembodied hands? No, no. Okay, so Baba Yaga comes back with three pairs of disembodied hands uh, to to squeeze 
to, to seize the corn to squeeze the oil from it. I guess she's using disembodied hands so she doesn't hurt her own hands to squeeze corn, right? Makes sense to me. Um, so they, so Vasilius uh, uh, thought to ask about the disembodied hands. The doll quivered in her pocket, and real, and, and she realized that the doll was quivering as a way to say, "Do not ask about the disembodied hands." Mm. Um, and she told Baba Yaga she had no further questions, Your Honor. Mm. Um, and in, in return, Baba Yaga inquired as to cause of uh, Vasilius' success on hearing the answer by my mother's blessing. Baba Yaga, who wanted nobody with any kind of blessing in her presence. So she's she's protected by something supernatural. Baba mm. Yaga's not that and cast her out of the house and sent her home with a skull full of burning coals uh, to provide light for her awful, awful stepmother and stepsisters. Oh wow. Damn. Is, is this, is this, any questions so far? No. Pretty straightforward. Okay. So I haven't like, lost anyone in the chat right. yet. No, actually, you have a standing ovation. Yeah, okay, we're following right along. This is where it, this is the stunning conclusion of where it gets fucking wild. Okay. Oh, okay. Does it really get wild? Wild. So remember, since sending her out on the task, this step her her stepsisters and stepmother had been unable to light any candles in their home. Even mm -hmm. the lamps, candles that might have been brought in from the outside were useless. Um. And uh, and they were they were done. They were done. Ski. If you ever burn on a candle, it's hard to bring that shit back. So the <laughs> coals brought in by the skull lantern burned uh, Vasilius' stepmother and stepsister to ashes, mm. and um, Vasilius uh, buried the skull according to its instructions, so no person would ever be harmed by it. So basically, oh, she shit. brought back a flaming lantern skull and murdered. Her stepmother and stepsisters with fire, I guess. Thanks, Baba Yaga. And here's the here's the happily ever Hi. after. She eventually became an assistant of a cloth maker in Russia's capital city, where she became skilled at her work. And the Tsar himself noticed her skill and later married Velasiasa. Wow, That's the Tsar. <laughs> the, the uh, weird Russian fairy tale. Um, there's all kinds of different interpretations of uh, female subordination and uh, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. I uh, what was the other? There was another kind of interesting, hold on. Um, uh, yeah, something about the uh, in, common, in common with many folklores to this day, Alexander Afanasyev regarded, regarded many tales as primitive ways of viewing nature in such an interpretation regarded the fairy tale as depicting a conflict between sunlight, which is Vasiliasa, the storm, right. which is her stepmother, and the dark clouds, her stepsister. So all these things are going on at the same time. Um, the the uh, the the light, dark, and sun, or whatever. So it's a very interesting fairy tale that I don't know what to make of. Any thoughts on that? Oh, uh, shit, a, man. Round of applause to Bobby for saying all, all of those words. Yeah, yeah that was a good lot job. of wow. words. That was a lot. Good job. Uh, oh, well, I thought it would be more fun please. to do that rather than just read it word for word. Yeah, it was, was really fun. fun. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I'm feeling <laughs> Vaselisa Vaselina. I'm going to call her Vaselina. Oh, no, no, we still what? don't know. Well, how, how do you say it? How do you Vaselina. say it, Brie? No. Vaselina. 
Drink, I'm busy. Vaseline. Oh, I have to ask you, Bree. Enzo kind of just gave it away, but what what tr more traditional Western fairy tale does this remind you of? Hey, I said it in the very beginning, my friend. I said Cinderella. Well, oh. and what's, what's interesting about that is you'll, some of the other stories we're going to talk about here, too, you'll start to hear kind of like threads of it. But what ended up happening is this guy who wrote this this fairy tale wrote multiple fairy tales. And he's, and we're, the next one that we're going to talk about, he wrote as well. And it ended up really being the inspiration for the Brothers Grimm and all of their stories was his original yeah. Russian fairy tales. And so that's really that's I think why you see Baba Yaga seeped so deeply into our version of fairy tales we have today because the original versions, which are like to us are the brothers Grimm really come from this stuff. Yeah. I think it is root it's, it's rooted in a lot of ways from those. Yeah. Into that. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for our um, pop culture, our media to redo fairy tales in the way that, in the Brothers Grimm's way, or even like you, going way back to like the and North you know mythology. who should do it, Jordan Peele. Me, no. Well, what? because I mean, how many times do they have to remake a story that we already know? They don't change anything, so why don't they tell the darker versions? Could you imagine everything that Bobby just told us if that was in a movie? Like that would be fucking outrageous, phenomenal. We, uh, I and think, the ending would be like such a. We steaming. need to do. We need to do a whole episode just on like the true fairy tales like oh yeah we could for sure i've got the entire brothers grim grimoire i've got every grimoire i think that would be a really good series for us to do back to sci-fi rumpelstiltskin you're like and i'm like facts okay um speaking of jerry springer this next episode bring up the bring up my thing brie so ooh. Oh, One more back. oh, this is all me. No, no, no. We missed this? it right here. So Alexander Ashenvashiv, <laughs> as, as, as uh, Bibby said in the last one, he wrote this. This was um, inside a book entitled Russian Fairy Tales. So this is kind of a wild story. It's a story of a kid named Ivan who was born to a merchant and his wife. The wife dies shortly after childbirth. I'm ringing any uh, bells from the last one. Um mm -hmm. So Ivan, it's just the roles are kind of reversed in this one. Ivan is left to in the care of a tutor while his father goes out and remarries and works. The stepmother ends up falling madly in love with Ivan. How creepy, right? And one day, Ivan and his tutor went out to sea to fish on a, and saw a boat. And on the boat was the maiden czar, which is basically just word for Russian princess. Um, and her foster Zarina. sisters were Zarina. on board. Huh? Zarina. Oh, Zarina, there we go. Um, the where was I? The maiden czar and her foster sisters were on board, and seeing Ivan and the tutor floating on a raft, dropped anchor and invited them onto the ship. The maiden czar said that she was in love with Ivan and wanted to marry him, to which Ivan immediately agreed. The maiden czar asked him to return the next day, um, and then left. So Ivan goes home and tells his dad and his stepmom about this. And the stepmom obviously gets very upset because she's madly in love with him and doesn't want him to go anywhere. Um, and so she tells the, um, the tutor to put a pin inside of, uh, inside of Ivan's tunic to prick him. So when it pricked him, he would fall asleep and that he couldn't wake up. And so the guy did this for like days at a time. 
eventually the maiden czar realizes what's going on and writes like a note to Ivan and Ivan ends up reading it and ends up killing his tutor and then going off to go find her and like, okay, I'm going to go on this quest to go find her kingdom. Um, and this is where Baba Yaga enters the chat. Uh, this is like where her big moment is. And so Ivan ends up stumbling upon a hut on chicken feet and Baba Yaga lives there and asked her if she knew the way to the kingdom to go find the princess. Baba Yaga said she did not know the way, but told him to visit her sister. So this is kind of like the first time we're getting an iteration of like Baba Yaga being more than one thing. This time she kind of has sisters. So there's like multiples of her. Um, so she says, I don't know. You should go ask my sister. So Ivan goes and finds the next sister. And that sister is like, I also don't know. Um, why don't you go ask my youngest sister and see if she knows what's going on. But before you go over there, I need to tell you that you need to beg her to let you blow her three horns because if you not, she <laughs> will eat you. She will literally come and like cannibalize you. That's what I tell all the ladies. Yeah. So, so, Ivan, horns. so Ivan reached the young sister's home and begged her to let him blow the three horns. And so he did. And then upon blowing the three horns, a firebird came and took Ivan away from the sister cannibal and flew him to the kingdom where the princess was. But that's like not where the journey stops, although it stops for Baba Yaga. This poor guy, Ivan, ends up having to like go through a lot of drama. The like princess's heart gets stolen and he has to like go on an adventure to go find her heart. And then at the end of the story, he gives the princess back her heart and then they get married and end up living happily ever after together. And she blows his horn. <laughs> and she oh, blows his horn. And that's exactly what it is. So this is just another story of Baba Yaga where although the first two Baba Yagas were not like bad the third youngest Baba Yaga sister was the one who was the weird cannibal but this is just another iteration of like you have all these different versions of this character not good nor bad but kind of toting this line somewhere in between it all word 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 Bree you gotta come Whoa. back because you gotta do the next slide you left us sorry I think that would also be another good movie the three horns. There That's, we go. This is my Sorry. slide. My bye. The birdies are my slide. Yeah, this is you. Go for it, Tony. Okay, so there's something called Baba Yaga's Black Geese. Also known as Cobra Chickens. If you've never been close to a goose, you wouldn't understand that. Baba Yaga's black geese steal children for Baba Yaga to eat. Sad, sad, so sad. Right. Uh, so in this story, Alana, who is this little girl who has a little brother, right? Uh, her parents tell her, Alana, we're going to the market today. Stay in the house while we are away and look after your baby brother for Baba Yaga's black geese who steal children have been seen flying over the village. Uh, when we come home, we'll give you some sugar buns. <laughs> Whose who sugar buns are we giving them? Uh, to the little kitties. <laughs> like the little honey buns you buy at the gas station. Right. So they they also acted as a 
So to bridge the gap between these two uh, things that I put, because I read the entire story. Um, so this little girl, Alana, she goes out, she goes and plays with her friends, and after her parents are like, don't go outside, don't take your brother outside, just stay inside until we get back, because Baba Yaga's geese are flying overhead. She completely ignores it, and goes out, and obviously her brother is abducted by these geese. Weirdest animal to be abducted by, but Love it. yeah, <clears throat> abducted by geese. Rename the and... podcast. That one time was abducted <laughs> by geese. <laughs> I love that. Toddy, wow. <laughs> that would be oh, West. Yeah. That would be Mick West podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. So she she's playing with her friends and everything, and then she comes back and she's looking for her brother, and her brother's gone. And she's like, "Oh my god, my brother's gone!" And then she starts running out into the woods, and she finds a she finds a lake, and in the lake is a fish that is stuck on the surface, breathing air. Like I think it's. Like flopped on lung, the shore. It's, it's a lungfish, right? And the the fish goes, Alana, if you help me, I'll help you. So she throws <laughs> the fish like back in the water. Yeah, tit for tat. Yep. And the fish dives down to the bottom, comes back up, and somehow through physics we don't understand, throws <laughs> her a shell. And says, if you're ever in trouble, throw this over your left shoulder. Mm. And so she takes it, she puts it in her pocket, and she keeps running, right? And then she runs into a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> of course she does. Yeah, of course <laughs> she does. Puts puts squirrel. Over. Yeah. Squirrel That's about right. Right. And the squirrel is caught up in a trap and the squirrel's like Alana if you help me I will help you so she frees the squirrel she's like that squirrel can talk yeah like <laughs> why does the squirrel talk <laughs> the squirrel making water ski the squirrel uh yes, grabs a walnut throws it back to her says if you are ever in danger throw this over your left shoulder and she's like, okay, I don't know why I'm saving all these forest animals because <laughs> my brother is about to be eaten by a witch, but here I go. Warming. Continues to uh, run this... on. What's up? I was going to say this sounds very almost like a Snow White character. Yeah, very Snow White. Real oh. close to it, right? Are there dwarves in this story? Mm-hmm. Or Whoa. little people, as we call them now. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel is also another one that was very influenced by Baba Yaga. Well, the next, the next thing she's running, she's looking for her her little brother, and she runs across a mouse who Aww. a rock can also fell. talk. Yes, it, it absolutely can talk. 
a rock <laughs> fell in front of its hole for its little mouse hole, and it says, Alana, can you please help me? Why do oh, all these animals know her fucking name? Don't know. I but... just got to point out, too, the, the real name of Honey Boo Boo <laughs> is Alana. So. Mm. Ooh. Uh, maybe this is in inspiring uh, the Honey Boo Boo saga. I think she is Russian. So, I think this, little, this little mouse is like, Alana, can you help me? I can't reach my home because this pebble rock fell in front of my home. And so she's just this pure hearted person who has helped a fish for some reason. Uh... You know. These an these animals are terrible at being animals. They're they're really bad. Yeah, they're really yes. bad at it. This was, Absolutely. This was pre global warming. This oh is my god! Oh, oh, we don't have or that story no, it about the mouse and the lion cool. where the where the mouse takes the prick out of the lion's uh, paw. That's yeah. another story. Yeah. That could be kind of like this one. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! I don't even remember the original. To be honest, you unlocked a memory, but that was the only part. So she she moves. The rock and the mouse goes into the mouse hole and pulls out a pebble <laughs> and says, If you're in danger, pull out this pebble and throw it over your left shoulder, just like the other two before the mouse. And Is this why then we she salt, yeah, over, over the... your left shoulder. And yeah. can I just say, I just love the idea of someone coming to the stream late and walking in on Tony explaining this story. And mm -hmm. being like, because I'm forgetting animal. every animal. The longer No, no, it's just like out of context with no frame of reference. This is some of the most insane yeah. things I've ever heard come out of your mouth. I love yeah. it. Yes. Yes. I usually yeah. speak in That's a lot. normalcy. I, but... It does tell a lot. I don't, I don't think so, Tony. Don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to say all that. Yeah. We're learning so much. <laughs> so we have a fish, a whatever, and a mouse. Squirrel and a mouse. Shut up, Brady. I swear Squirt. to fucking God. <laughs> I swear. I swear. But, so she she ends up, Alana ends up at the house of Baba Yaga where her brother is and she so Baba Yaga is knocked out cold she's sleeping uh, she's got a pot boiling for mm. Alana's brother Ooh, that mm -hmm. is going to be thrown into the pot because she eats Back. children yeah. right so she's going to have some Alana brother soup and mm. Extra adrenochrome. <clears throat> Alana gets in there. <laughs> she grabs her brother and she starts to move out. She's heading out away. She's escaping. But the black geese, who for some reason, geese are roosting on the top of a house. What? Never yeah. seen geese do that before. Yeah, don't they just go... They just go, Mur, or they're cobra chickens, and they go. Ah. Tony's a wildlife expert. Yeah, I don't like them putting like, chemicals in the mama. water to turn the friggin' goose black. Turn the goddamn frogs. That's my Do you know how hard it was? I'm like, I spent 
I literally spent two hours today trying to find pictures of black geese. They don't fucking exist. <laughs> I I had to resort to gifts to make black geese because I was they like, they are in gift form. <laughs> Ask the uh, chat bot, the uh, whatever it's called. Chat uh, geese are wild, y'all. Don't go out there disputing yeah. them shit either. They will bite you in the leg, and you'll be sorry. Give me a black goose, check. That's what they say about me. Yeah, black geese—they don't exist. They're, they're, they're. I, I've searched <laughs> high, under, low. Why they gotta be black? <laughs> that's. I will drive to fucking Houston and slap you in your fucking face. That's oh not where I'm right. <laughs> And then we'll have a beer. But All right. everybody, hit that like button and leave a comment. Yeah. This is an awesome episode. Back to the trap. <laughs> Gay. I mean, we've poured it out to at least an hour now. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. I was being serious. Okay. This, so no. she she grabs her brother. She escapes. She runs away. The geese that are for some reason black start clapping their wings and honking and everything. Which no, wakes up me. Baba Yaga. Disgusting animals. Baba Yaga huh? takes Chase. And she's running after Alana. And Alana remembers that the fish told her that Jesus Christ. the fish would give her this shell. And if she threw it over her left shoulder, that she would be like if she was in danger, she could throw it over her left shoulder, right? So she throws it her over her left shoulder, and a lake appears. This is literally the story. A lake Magic. appears. Oh, I believe you. Good, so let there be lake. Baba Yaga can't go around the lake, so she drinks the entire lake because oh. we're currently on the point of. Common sense. Yes. She drinks the entire lake okay. and then starts right. running back at Alana. And then Alana remembers, Well, I saved a squirrel. <laughs> and the squirrel said, If you're in danger, throw this walnut over your left shoulder. Oh, here so we go she again. She throws the walnut over her left shoulder. And then Boom! A forest of walnut trees appears, and Baba Yaga starts eating through these walnut trees. And I'm not joking. This is how the story goes. Is that it? Story of a girl. How the story goes. So she eats all the walnut trees, and is right behind the llama. Teeth gnashing right at the back of the neck. She can feel her. She can feel uh, Baba Yaga's breath on the back of her neck. And then she remembers, well, I have a pebble from the mouse. (laughs) So she throws the pebble over her left shoulder. And a giant mountain appears. Mm Mm-hmm. That Baba Yaga cannot eat and cannot go around. 
so she's safe. And she goes home and gets her honey buns. Oh my god. This is a real story. I Wait, encourage was that every- the end? That's the end. I encourage mm-hmm. everybody who heard. What are we supposed to gather from any of that? Nothing. <laughs> to, I guess to help forest animals, like really. They just like it's like they just said things back then. It's like I'm just yeah. gonna talk about thing, and it's more entertaining than like plowing the fields. Or <laughs> okay, but I mean, it's a very like, gather around for a story about a woman that helps a mouse and gets attacked <laughs> by black geese. But children, I I this encourage is, everybody to Disney read Plus of the time. Yeah, I, I had to oh, read would... this whole story and I encourage everybody else to read it because I've just heard the best version of it I've ever heard. I like we're not gonna No, not there's gonna no that. better version of it. But I, it, I if you've never looked it up, I highly suggest you look it up and you'll come to the same conclusion that I came to. I the love Hides and Log Grass and color right now. That's genius. Imagine that coming home. You see, you don't understand. This is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> what happened was. <laughs> so what happened was. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, like, she got home with her brother and nothing actually happened outside of her experience. And she's just like, uh, that that's no different than the babysitter who got high off of fucking acid and was just like <gasps> want to know a funny story one time my mom was babysitting this, these people's house and she brought her friends and they happened to get into the weed of the people that she was babysitting and she had babysat for this family like for a really long time and then her friends started going fucking crazy so crazy that they ended up having to call 911 he went into the hospital and he was in the hospital for days. Oh my god! Ended up Bad being trip. that the weed ended up being that the weed was laced with PCP. So she oh, had to tell that'll she do it. Tell the parents <sighs> like. So thing is, at the hospital, uh, kind of stole your weed. Someone kind of uh, is in the hospital because, like, I guess it's PCP. I guess it's Awkward. PCP. So be careful. Awkward. Don't just go taking people's shit. You know. Oh yeah, there's a there's more of a concise lesson learned from that story than the black <laughs> geese of, uh, of the mouse. I'm lady, just like that lungfish, just crazy babysitter, and have to deal with that, and then tell the parents. And obviously, like it's their fault. I mean, do they really just smoke the PCP and hang out with the kid all day? Who knows. But um, <laughs> just casually has PCP laying around, <laughs> lacing it with the weed like that to me is just fucking crazy. But yeah, on to the next, y'all. On to the next. Oh, this is a story about a girl. I feel like this ties in everything. Um, I'm actually gonna take this I'm down. Good. Or you guys can. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a little bit longer than that. Is there something to make <laughs> all this go? Um, but this is a story about a young girl who just like Bobby's story and a little bit of Tony's story as well. Uh, she had a papa who had a first with the first marriage. She dies. He remarries and the stepmom is an abusive, mean woman. Mm. And she's a very young girl. 
So one day the husband again goes away, Home Depot. She's on like Ooh. a nice long trip to Home Depot. So the stepmom takes this as her opportunity to put the girl through the ringer. So she basically tries to set her up. She tells her to go to her aunt and find a needle and thread so she can make her a shift, like a dress. So the girl goes to the aunt and is like, hi, auntie. And the aunt is like, hi, sweetheart. Um, and so she tells her, like, mom sent me here. Mom, stepmom, evil mom. Uh, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this. She beats her. That she bitch her Deborah lot. told me to come. Ooh, always abusive. She's, yeah, like she's like an evil, like very abusive stepmom. Mm -hmm. Um, so the girl was already really worried, worried about the whole situation with her dad being gone. So she goes to the aunt, tells her that she needs a needle and thread to make the shift. And the auntie tells her very specific instructions. She says, there is a birch tree so big. It would hit you in the eye, put a mm -hmm. ribbon around it. There are doors that will creak and bang. You must pour oil on the hinges. There are dogs that will tear you to pieces. You must throw them rolls. There is a cat which would scratch your eyes out. You must give it a piece of bacon. So the girl's like, all right, what the fuck? Okay, so she goes on her mission. And sure enough, following the direction, she does come across this hut. And that is the home of Baba Yaga. So just to like reverse, the stepmom is leading her to Baba Yaga. Like this is a this plan. This is very she, like, similar trying to, to, trying to Exactly. Mello, she's trying to set Mello, her up, yeah. like get this bitch, get her. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. So she comes across uh, Baba Yaga's hut. And... Um, so she, but she goes to Baba Yaga and she's like, hello, auntie. So I guess this is the other aunt. Mm. Um, and she's like, good morning, my dear. So like Baba Yaga is like pretending to be her other aunt, basically. Or maybe she really is her other aunt. Who knows? Because I mean, evil, evil it could be. Um, so she just tells her, you know, I've sent here to find a needle and thread to make a shift. And Baba Yaga is like, okay, we'll sit down and weave in the meantime. So the little girl sits down. She starts weaving. And Baba Yaga could hear, not sorry, the girl could hear Baba Yaga say to her, her servant, her handmaid, um, the girl that sat there, make her a bath, heed her a bath, get my niece washed, and mind you, Make her look sharp. I want to breakfast off her. Ooh. So I, be I believe that's saying, like, wash her up, make her nice and clean, because I'm going to eat her for breakfast. That's what I imagine is her what translation. Is these people eating children? So the little girl could hear her saying that, though, and so she's, like, scared shitless. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so she's like, okay. And she could hear the, the servant, the handmaid lady saying, oh dear, um, please wet the firewood instead of making it burn and fetch some water for a bath. Um, 
And so she is basically telling her, like, I'm just going to make you a nice warm bath. You know, it's nothing, even though the little girl heard her say, like, she's making you a bath so she can prepare you to eat you. Mm. Why is it a pot, pot of boiling water? <laughs> Why is there potatoes in here? But it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there tender carrots in here? Celery and carrots and onions. Oh, shit. She's like, so, oh, these are some bath salts. <laughs> and it's like garlic powder. So this little girl, she's like inside Ooh, the hut, but, but Baba Yaga and the handmaiden are like outside because the handmaiden is trying to get the bath. And then Baba Yaga is outside, like going through the forest, you know, her little garden, trying to like get all the good herbs, you know, spice it up as an onion, throw some onion in there, shit like that. Um, so she, but she can yell to her through the window and she's like, are you weaving niece? Are you weaving my dear? And the niece said, yes, auntie, I'm weaving, even though she's not. So as the niece turns away, she goes to the cat and she's like, here's some bacon. Uh, is there any way I can escape out of here? So the cat tells her, here's a comb for you and a towel. Take them and be off. Baba Yaga will pursue you, but you must lay your ear on the ground. When you hear that she is close to hand, first of all, throw down the towel it will become a wide river. Again, throw back to Tony's river. Um, and if Baba Yaga gets across the river, she will try to catch you. So you must lay your ear on the ground again. And when you hear that she is close at hand, throw down the comb. It will become so dense, it will be a forest that she won't be able to get through. So similar. So the girl took the towel and the comb and she's like... Um, okay, so the dogs would have rent her. That's a weird translation. I think that meant that the dogs would have gone after her, but mm. she did throw the dogs the rolls, so they mm. let her go. Um, and then when she got to the doors, um, they began to bang, so she poured oil on the hinges, mm. so they let her pass. Uh, the birch tree would have poked her eyes out, but since she tied the ribbon around it, they let her pass. So the cat sat down to the loom. I have no idea what that means. Um, sat down to the loom. The loom is where she was doing her yeah. needling Ladies. threading. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the cat went back. Baba Yaga, like, you know, yells out to the window. Are you weaving, niece? Are you weaving, my dear? And then, but the cat, like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, and so Baba Yaga knew that was not her niece. Came running in the hut. Was like, what the? Wh where'd she go? And then, of course, the cat sitting there, like, Meow, with the bacon. So she grabs the cat and starts like beating the hell out of the cat and was like, you're supposed to scratch her eyes out. <laughs> and the cat's like, as long as I have served you. You have given me nothing but bones. This girl gave me bacon. So she was pissed. She was like, the fuck? So then she goes over to the dogs. Yeah, she goes over to the dogs, to the birch, to the door. She's like going to everyone. Like, where are all you guys? You guys are all supposed to work in tandem with the magic and keep this girl inside. She goes like around to like abuse them all. But then when she what gets to the dogs, they're like, 
as long as we've served you, you've never so much as pinched, but a little burnt crust off of your, your roll. She gave us a whole one to eat. She goes to the door and they said, as long as we've served you, you've never even poured a drop of water on our hinges. She poured oil on us. And then the birch tree said, as long as I have served you, you have never tried a single thread around me, but she fastened a ribbon around me. And the servant said, as long as I have served you, you have never given me so much as a rag. She gave me a handkerchief. So you can see where this is going. Mm -hmm. She abused everyone, expected them to help her keep this poor woman entrapped, uh, the poor little girl, and she treated everyone nicely. So they're like, yeah, go. Rooting for you. Um, so Bobby Yaga still remember she's bony. She eats a lot of kids, but for some reason she's bony. And we see that a lot with um, all of these, like whether it's cryptids or any type of folklore where they're like, constantly like feeding off of people it's like that weird self uh starvation link where they're just so ravenous but it's never actually like feeding them so baba yaga still like she's like like windigos and yeah she's like listen i'm pale i'm weak i'm bony but i'm i'm trying she's trying to fly with her little pestle um but she's like going through all the trees like the fuck on her little broom like i need to get this girl so her girl put the girl puts her ear to the ground like she was told from the cat and she heard baba yaga coming so of course she threw down the towel which became wide like a river and baba yaga was not able to come up so then she um this is like exactly like Tony's. Um, Baba Yaga was trying to swim through it. And so since she couldn't, she decided to drink the whole damn thing. Mm. Um, so she drank every drop of the river. But then the little girl flung the comb and it instantly grew the forest, the very thick forest. And Baba Yaga grew giant ass teeth to try to gnaw away at the forest to get through it. She's really chomping away. Um, but no matter how hard she works, she could not get through the forest in time. So little girl comes running home. And as fate would put it, uh, the same time that she's coming home, her dad is also walking up like, where have you been? Like, I was looking for you. I just went to Home Depot. Um, and she's like, dad. <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong with you? And she tells him, <laughs> she tells him the story. And, and he believed her. He actually believed her. Thank God. Um, the stepmom tried to create a story, but in the look of the little girl's eyes and everything that she had gone through, uh, the father believed her. And um, because the wife literally tried to send her to Baba Yaga to be eaten while he was gone, he... Wow kicked that bitch to the curb where she belongs. And now she's just there with Papa. Papa? 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 Papa, mm. Mm. Papa I like Eagles. So lots of the same symbolisms. Um, 
lots of it, honestly. Is Much of the same story. But I feel like that's what's happening throughout all these stories. Like you're seeing hints of all of these different kind of over overlaying things. It's like this one time where we have this um, cohesiveness with a cryptid that we don't tend to have with all these other cryptids. It's like these stories are so vastly different and all over the place. And these ones are just have a thread of so much similarity inside of all of them. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to see that not only do all of the stories, which are outrageous, really, really fairy, like old fairy tale-ish stories, um, are so out there and crossover, but then we look at like our modern day fairy tales and we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So you can see this one thing represents this and represents that. As a child, when you're watching these stories, uh, these movies like Cinderella or Snow White, whatever, you're not thinking of it from a deeper level. You're only looking at what you see, which is just like a poor girl. And then she gets fancy things. She finds her prince charming and that's the end. But there are those little symbolism, like the little symbolic placements there. And when you go down into the rabbit hole of what those are, I mean, it really opens pretty wide to this Mm -hmm. extravagant, exceeding uh, storyline, fantasy, folklore could be tied in with, you know, realistic energies, so to say. It's interesting. Yeah, and I would say that this is uh, another series of, cautionary tales but as opposed to having one you know one uh singular tale to keep it fresh almost it's like well we got to put this character in like another cautionary tale another cautionary tale it's like this archetype that keeps coming up with these like vaguely similar characteristics of the baba yaga but um don't go out in the woods because xyz story one two three there's an old lady there that wants to eat you. But yeah. Um, and obviously the old lady, you know, because she has ties with the devil um, and, and in other stories, they surmise that it could ultimately just revert back to like evil itself, like devil mm-hmm. evil itself. Um, it could be the temptation if you wanted to, you know, take it in some sorts that the... Sure. Don't go to the Baba. It could be temptation, the dark side of forces. Um, it's interesting that there are s- animals in particular that seem to help these young children or whoever is trying to like make their way through Baba Yaga. And that is also obviously in our modern day fairy tales, our Disney versions, still held mm-hmm. on to the animals being aids and helping. And I think we know that animals are pretty much innocent, but it's it's interesting to think of like, what is that? Is that like a supernatural force, like representing something supernatural or something magical, something like the good side that is really behind you trying to help you get- Well, I, I think when we, we'll, Brie, I think when we talk about people being, being raised by wolves or being raised by whatever, that should probably be like an entire episode, something that we all feral children. You know, yeah, I watched like, like recently about someone that claimed to be raised by wolves, and it turned out it, it was all fake. 
The well, really? there are there are instances where it is fake, but there are also instances where it is real. And I think if we look at it uh, from, I, th- I I just think it's something that we should kind of look into because there are into. there's oh God, you know the the. Uh, relationship between humans and animals is incredibly complex. Mm. Absolutely. They're innocent. Mm. I um, think I even told Kari yesterday, I was like, I give animals, I have so much more. um, Breed dolphins rape each other. They do. It's true. Please don't. Please don't protect. You have no idea if that is consensual or not. Okay, we're not going to have... Okay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn Turn the the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. Frogs. (laughs) Thank you, Kari. Why the fuck did you make that? (laughs) I just love that song. Turn the fucking frogs gay. Uh, Oh, sick of this crap. Oh, I yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a, the, yeah, yeah. There's just there's just a lot of layers to it all. Um, there is. I I, I kind of feel like Baba Yaga is uh, encompassing a lot of things. It, it seems like what would you say a motif? It, it's Obviously, almost an like what, motif. Is it's almost uh, I'm in the same way that something like Beowulf inspired like kind of the hero's journey. Yes. Uh, Mm-hmm. kind of stuff only more from this is to that as you know it is to like maybe the archetype of the witch in the woods or something like that I don't know even though there is a witch in Beowulf but you know what I'm trying to say Literally, it started it all the, the Baba Yaga started Beowulf. it all that's interesting so thing that I'm we... glad that you mentioned that let's remember that Baba Yaga I think probably predates most of the witch in the wood stories. Oh, absolutely. Would you agree? Uh, so are we ready to Yeah, let's no. get into the next Absolute. one. So Bobby Yaga in the pop culture. So we have several different instances all across different mediums. So on what? your far left you see Baba Yaga in The Witcher in the uh, Netflix story. Oh, shit. Mm. That's that little, shit. The little blonde one in the middle. So, oh, I oh, didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have The, the Witcher, Witcher. We have Dragon Ball. We have <laughs> Hellboy. And then we have, of course, what everybody wants to emulate. Baba Yaga, the boogie. Okay, but why, John Wick? No way. Okay, you're telling me that Bob, uh, Bob, Bob Wick. (laughs) 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 He should have been Bob Wick or Baba Yaga. (laughs) Bob. Nobody's calling John Wick Bob Wick. (laughs) Wick. I like it. Are you really okay? Did you make this up? No, no, this is this is no, it's one hundred percent real. So John Wick is, is John called Wick? because, like that, is, that's like is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so they, so they, 
liking him to the super They're liking him to the lore of her, and that's yeah, why. Bob, Baba Yaga being the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the, the mm-hmm. person who steals your children, the 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 bump in the night. Uh, that okay. is that is, it the is a bit of a stretch here. No, no, that's I literally mean. no, that's that literally exactly. Yeah, that's ex- it was written just like that. Um, that's like the people came out who wrote it and said that it was based in that. Wait, so is Baba Yaga a? He's not that great. Story. In in the case of John Wick, yes, yeah. and so and that's yeah. why they liken the character to Baba Yaga because again, Baba Yaga is more that middle ground. Is it that Baba Yaga is the bad guy, or is it that Baba Yaga is serving justice? Yeah, right, it's, right. It's, and like, it's like it's it's something blowing Bree's mind over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I just again, still think it's a stretch. I'm still no. Like, well, I've seen this movie a million times. Also, writers can just add shit to make it seem credible. So, like, I'm no, like, no, no. Like, so that's thinking about not the movies. I've here. seen a million uh, times. Like, that's okay. not what happened with the John Wick story. So that's what happened with the. Witcher story, which is the weird, creepy, scratch skin thing you see to the left of John Wick, that is like this weird, witchy uh, person who ate children and stuff. And that story is attributed to Baba Yaga. And then you have Baba, which is the little cartoon creature to the right of John Wick, which has been a part of the entire Dragon Ball series from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and the weird shit they're doing. Dragon Ball Evolution? Don't. Isn't there a new movie coming out? Stop. Stop. No. Nerds. It's Man. not real unless a curatorama is behind it. I heard that. Okay, okay. And then there's a lot of Russian influence uh, with Baba Yaga stories because Baba Yaga is a Russian folklore. Uh, Wait, who's the lady? Who's that old lady? That's Baba Yaga. Or which one? The one in the middle or the one on the right and the left? It's the, the same. only lady that's on there. That's it's the witcher the lady. That's the witcher yeah, lady. Not a monster. Oh, I thought you said that this one, that all the way to the left was a of the witcher one. No, 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 no. So the one in the one with the gray hair is from this, the witcher. Okay. The one, the weird so, that. So is that one right there Hellboy. is from Hellboy. Okay. Yeah, so there's Hellboy, The Witcher, there's Dragon Ball, there is so John Wick. John Wick. It, it's spread throughout every single type of culture that you could imagine. It could be spread throughout, but it's all horrible. Oh, okay. Movie right. recommendation. We're getting into the best part. Are we gonna play the little Bobby? footage? Bobby's movie recommendation. Now yes. we're not we're on a we're on a bit of a folklore kick lately. Um, not necessarily oh, a conventional cryptid. 
Um, but I wanted to kind of take a, this isn't a Baba Yaga movie. We just kind of mentioned a couple there and, uh, there actually is a movie called Baba Yaga. It's like a Jallo film, an Italian film from the seventies. I haven't seen it, so I can't really recommend it. Um, but there's one from 2018 from Sweden called border. And it's honestly like probably my top, at least my top three favorite movies of that year. Really? And it is about. A very unattractive woman to the point where you think like maybe she's part animal, um, but she's hired as a customs officer um, in like a Swedish ferry port, basically. And she has the ability to actually smell fear and guilt. So what better better job for a customs officer? I've heard uh, about this. And basically, she's just very disenfranchised with humanity. She doesn't understand her place in the world. She's not uh, particularly uh, sought after in any kind of uh, relationship, loving kind of way, because she seems to be like part animal. But then one day she meets somebody that's just like her. They form a bond. It's this really bizarre thriller love story. Um, I don't want to give away what these things are, um, but there's definitely some uh, (laughs) there's some similarities to some of the things we've been talking about lately. Uh, The Jalo Joe 5D is called uh, Baba Yaga, but this I haven't seen that. But um, yeah, Border is like it's not a horror movie. It's just like a really fucking good movie. And it's very weird and very bizarre and very recommended from me, Bobby. I have a question. Does this not, like the picture, the still of it, does it not look like it's almost a part of the music video for Fallout Boy, that one song where it's like the half deer person and it's all dark? <laughs> right? That's after That's my one. time. Oh, oh um, Bobby, if you don't know the answer to, the, to this question, I think we should start to add that so we know because some of these things I'm like, I want to see that, but like, where can oh, yeah, I where? Is there somewhere I can stream this? Oh, you know? um, I'm I'm like I, my default is Amazon, so I'm assuming mm. it's there. I gotcha. don't think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Uh, a good website for that is called JustWatch.com, and you can just type in any movie, and I'll tell you where it's streaming. Oh where. shit! Okay, we there need we to know this. JustWatch.com. Right HBO now. Max. No, they, we got it. HBO Max says Enzo. Yeah. Yeah, now we're keeping computer in the chat. Just like a really weird, heartfelt, crazy movie from Sweden. Is it in Swedish? I believe, yeah. You got to read some subtitles, but there's not a lot of dialogue in it either. Okay. All right, guys. We are here. We are at the end of the show where we talk about factor sci fiing it. I'm going to go first because I like to go first because I like to be the star. Um, I just want to say that here's what I'm going to do I fact Baba Yaga in the sense that I believe that there was originally something out there that protected the forest, some being or creature. And I think that all the stories and iterations are, as always, our human context mixing and jumbling it up and like adding all these dramatic things to it. So the exact iteration of what we think Baba Yaga is today, this evil, horrible witch is not what the original thing was. So I'm, I'm, I'm facting a full 10 
the original Baba Yaga, not necessarily the iterations that we have her of today, but the idea of her. I want to um, probably say that I don't want to give this a full sci-fi, but I definitely am not going to lean on the facts side. I'm going to do a uh, middle bitch, middle bitch yeah, sci-fi. Um, mostly because I, I just like the like I think this is a fictional character from folklore and all that, but I also mm. just like the complexity of the Baba Yaga and the um, the the various layers and dimension of this archetype. It's not just this black and white evil or good thing. It has a lot of uh, humanity and it has a lot of um, uh, clearly a lot of influence into other. Um, uh, folklores of different regions and up to today we obviously see it in pop culture so it is a real character in the zeitgeist and because of that mixed with the fact that it is a complex it's not a melodramatic character i want to give it a middle bitch love that all right tony well i will say you know, this is one of those things where it's a story. And when we talk about Germanic stories, we talk about like either you go out and die or you... I mean, just the German stories are extremely violent and everything. I think it's a cautionary tale. I think it's something that a lot of people should know about. Do I think there's a witch living in a hut with uh, 3D hen legs that are moving around? No. I think it's just a way to uh, discipline kids. Caution kids. Cautionary tale. Yeah. Cautionary tale 100% of the way. Um so what are you giving it? Uh, you know, this is this is the dichotomy I have with doing a fact or fiction with these kind of things because I think it's fact because they created a story to keep their children safe, but fiction because they made up a story, <laughs> right? To keep the children safe. <laughs> right? So what are you giving so, it, Tony? It's a very postmodern answer, Tony. It is. I'm, I'm being... I give bitch. it a number. I'm going to give it a five. Okay, so middle bitch. A little bit more than a middle bitch. I, 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 we like that. I'm right, not going to uh, lie. I want pizza now. Everyone keeps saying pizza hut. Like, I, I mean... Nobody's pizza Hut, it. a Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a Pizza Hut. All right, Kari, what about you? Real about Pizza Hut. I, I, I think it was a, a fairy tale invented to scare children. So I don't. I, I'm gonna go. With you missed it. Boom. All right, Bree. Boo. I'm gonna I fact it, it. off yes. of the same excuse that Jamie did. <clears throat> I think that my colleagues, although I do respect them tremendously and they are very intelligent i will say that i think that the overall focus here is a little bit missed uh that we are representing an energy a force that 
cannot be reckoned with. And it is something mm. that has started from the beginning of time and still continues to this day. It is a solid archetype, whether or not we give it the name of the witch, the the hut, whatever you have it, uh, the solid four corners of the story has held on from the beginning of time and it really, I mean, this still happens. We still have this type of person that's doing this kind of thing. It's the crone. Mm -hmm. well, so another crone. I, add that to, I added Great. that to our last episode, which is like, we have our three, right? We have the maiden, the witch, and the crone. Uh -huh. So, Brie, let's put her, let's put her fucking mouse. Well, you know what? How about let's not put our mouths anywhere? <laughs> let's keep our mouths to ourselves. Let's, let's restart that. Sentence. Absolutely. My mouth pooped me in my mouth. We, when we're all together, mm -hmm. take a Ouija board Ooh, and yes. have an orgy. I mean, I'm sorry. What? No. What? We're not doing that. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. But if we but take if an serious. orgy, how about we take a <laughs> Ouija board? Whether it's a Ouija board or a, a orgy, I will just be behind the camera. That's <laughs> perfect, Bibby. You can narrate it with your sexy voice. He laid his hand upon her buttocks. <laughs> oh my god. We know Bobby would hit that with the XX zoom too. We'd be like really like wide in on the pores and in the mouth. Oh, the mouth expression. I, I want to talk more about Ouija. I was thinking more of the Ouija direction, but all right, all right, about, all right, guys. How about we it, we throw a Ouija board, throw a planchette on it, and just see what happens? I agree. Bring it, bring it. A little bit of weed while we're all together. Let's let's do it. All right, guys. Yeah, we can take any, a trip to the desert. Is there any the final desert. thoughts that anybody has before we get out of here? No, nobody um, cares. Only that, that if you want to see us in person, go to Contact in the Desert. Where can we find sure. you, Jamie? Uh, nowhere. Don't find me on the internet. I am your internet friend on YouTube and Discord and nowhere else. Right She's a liar, actually. You can find her on Twitter at Toddy Waba. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't really... Wow. She's a fucking I liar. Do I don't it. really spam tweet at all. Yeah. I only see your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I only tweet well, when I'm on drugs. Clear who so. it is, okay? Alright, Bibby? What are you, Bobby Yaga? Yeah, I'm only I'm I'm not really on Twitter much, but you can follow me at Pinball Bobby. I'm more of an IG boomer. Go mm, to Instagram. Mm. Oh more, Lord. More my scene over there. And then Not For Everyone podcast is my show about weird cult horror movies with highly inappropriate uh banter and comedy. So mm -hmm. right sounds on. like this one. Okay. All right, Tony. <laughs> I cuss out Gen Z. Pretty much every day. Uh, they're stupid. They're fucking They're dumb. not. You're fucking dumb. Okay, sorry. What? Oh, my God. The uh, Dad's been drinking again before <laughs> you let him finish this. <laughs> Where so can we find you, Bobby? Keep that in mind. He loves all of us. He's just had a rough day. The next time I let a 40-year-old tell me how the fucking world works... When I've been around the world and they've barely been through college, yeah, okay, that's free. Where can we find you? You can find <laughs> me at Matt's Free on Twitter. If I reply, I'm trying. I'm really busy, but I'm gonna try to come on more. So, hit me up. All right, and Kari the Enigma. 
you can find me at fires of truth on the twit 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 twitteroo or you can find me here or in the chat at truth seekers or invisible night school subscribe to those channels fight me or um, uh, chat gpt wait hold on what do you mean oh. you can wait what do you mean when you say we can find you at in the chat on one of the shows going okay Okay. That's where I hang out. Being vague. Yeah, you got to clarify because it looks like you would be I'm a part of that channel. Specifically, where I'm going to be. That's not vague. <clears throat> All right. Goodbye, All right, everyone. Go we love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.